got into a fight at the supermarket this afternoon. This is this is true. This is a true story. Oh, it it happened, happened mere hours ago. <laughs> um, I finished work early and I went to do some uh, shopping that I needed to do. Still in my work uniform and uh, I needed to grab something for tea near a supermarket. It was Coles. Um, regular listeners of the show will know that I work for Coles' competitor, Woolworths. So I'm still in my uniform from work. I go into Coles. Um, a guy started talking to me, asking me where stuff was. Like I worked there, and I said to him, "I don't work here, sorry." Um, and he did not take too kindly to that. Uh, <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Yeah, he he uh, he asked me why the fuck would I be in here wearing that shit then. <laughs> Um, and, it's you not know, in the I'm, right I'm, business. I'm wearing my work uniform, so I'm, you know, my mind is in polite customer service mode. And, you know, I said to him, oh, you know, sorry, mate, I just finished work. Um, and oh, he man. said again, why the fuck are you wearing that shit then? And my brain just went, hang on, you're not at work. There's no consequences for what you say to this man. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, so I went off at him. Yes. What did you say? Uh, I told him to go fuck himself and that he should keep on working. Uh, keep on walking, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, he didn't like that. So uh, <laughs> He's like, let me see your manager. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, uh, he kept asking me to repeat myself. He kept saying, what did you just say to me? So I said, I told you to fuck off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was just hard of hearing, Logan. We went back and forth for a few minutes. Uh, eventually, some customer came and, like, stepped in and, you know. Broke it up, but yeah, he wouldn't get within arm's reach of me. I think he was scared I was going to hit him or something. Yeah, well, wow. I mean, despite the fact I mean, that- you, you guys, you guys know I'm not a, I'm yeah. not a violent person. You're about as dangerous as a teddy bear, but yeah, you also but, happen uh, to have the stature of a bear <laughs> and a uh, poison tongue. It would seem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was Anika with Japanese Boy. And today we're talking about the Japanese boys and girls who go on weird Japanese game shows. That's probably the best link to the intro song you've had for a long time, I think. My name is is Morgan, and I am joined, as always, by Lachlan and Brad, who is a bad person. Hello. How are we tonight, guys? I'm sorry that my uh, my cold open there was so long. (laughs) Yeah. It's so fresh in started, my mind. Started to heat up. That's still riding the, still riding the adrenaline. Uh, <laughs> you're still running that. That's right. Hot open. It was a hot open. Yeah, hot open. Yeah, that's um, right. Are you, are you guys ready to get weird tonight? Talking about oh, Japanese game shows. Oh yeah. You have no idea. Just like everything in Japan, their mm. game shows are outrageously over the top. Yes. Dude. All right. Well, uh, lucky you've just had a bit of a run in. Uh, do you want to calm yourself down with a uh, beer Ooh. or crack one open? It's time to crack open a cold one with the boys. I do need a drink, but uh, I don't think a beer is going to quite do it for me tonight. Oh, mate, oh, yeah. oh sake! Like I said, I've I've had a very, very eventful afternoon. So, <laughs> so you've tonight, turned to the bottle. Tonight, I'm hitting the hard stuff. 
I've got uh, the original Label 5 blended Scotch whiskey. Ooh. Oh. Fancy. Now, uh, it's not premix because premix spirits suck. Um, <laughs> it is from a glass bottle. Uh, 700 mils, 40% alcohol, 22 standard drinks. Obviously, I'm not going to drink the whole thing. But, oh, well. Uh, I, do have, you can't. I do have some here in a glass with some ice. And because I know you guys love that crack, I got Coke in a can. <laughs> so but you're still going to mix it. <laughs> I'm going to mix it. But, you know, it's uh, like, I don't know what it is about the Coke that they use in, or the cola that they use in pre-mix stuff. It just, just sucks. That's like powdered garbage. Oh, God, that hits the spot. <laughs> good stuff. So it's good? It is. Where's it from? Scotland. <laughs> Where's that scotch from? Um, all right, so Japan is a weird place. People often complain that globalism is stripping nations of their unique identity and culture. But Japan seemingly has been able to retain its own culture. Sure, they drink Coca-Cola and probably watch Hollywood superhero movies, but you can also buy the used underpants of a teenage girl from a vending machine on the street. That's because they uh, <laughs> they don't allow immigrants. That's why. <laughs> they also have a very distinct and deeply unnerving pornography industry. But we won't be talking <laughs> about overt, smutty, smutty sex stuff today. We'll be talking about <laughs> Japanese... <laughs> we'll be talking about Japanese game shows, many of which definitely have undertones of smutty, smutty sex stuff, but it's usually not overt. I'm sure we've all... S- <laughs> Mate, you have got another thing coming. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm sure we've all seen highlight clips from uh, Japanese game shows on YouTube. There's always something odd going on. It's funny, crazy, and usually confusing. My favorite out-of-context clip is probably the two girls blowing on either end of a tube, which has a cockroach inside, where oh, the gross. loser gets a cockroach launched into her mouth. <laughs> so, guys, that I have seen that clip as Yes, that is innovative thinking. We'll link it. <laughs> That's why they're going to be the next superpower. Exactly. The way so God just doesn't think of that sort of thing. You guys, why are there so many fucked up Japanese game shows, or should I be asking... Why are there so few fucked up Western game shows, considering how entertaining they are? <laughs> wow, that's a good question, actually. Like, great question. And honestly, I think it's because they're innovators and they're ahead of the curve. Like, they are. I mean, they're, they're, they've they're, been doing this for a long time. We are In all fields. Yeah. You know. I mean, Wipeout was about as crazy as we got. And the streets ahead. Yeah, and yeah. even that is a ripoff of a Japanese game show. Exactly. So oh, we, we just need time to catch up. <laughs> they're, they're, it's like Brad said, they're innovators. They're ahead of us in technology and they got the, you know, the cars and all that sort of thing. Um, they're, you know, all about eating whales. No other country does that. Um, <laughs> first country to have two atomic bombs dropped on it. They're just way ahead of everyone else in, in every field. Exactly. They needed something to get them through the hard times after those two bombs. <laughs> and that's why it leaps and bounds ahead of us in game show technology. But to answer your question more seriously, Morg, I think it's just like their culture is so sort of kooky and crazy and that sort of thing. Um, at the same time, at the same time, though, they're very um, serious and honor-bound people. So I think there's a big, like th- there's a very hard line between 
work time and play time, and yeah. they're like it's it's opposite <laughs> ends of the spectrum, if you know what I mean. Work hard, play you hard. Think, I get it. That's right. Think, they work super hard, so they got to do super crazy shit in their mm-hmm. off time. Mm-hmm. And you think when you cross that line between uh, decency and depravity, if you're over yeah. it a little bit, you might as well just go tumbling <laughs> off the edge. Wow, well, that's right. That's right. Once you're over the line, you're over the line. Yeah, because yeah. it is such a, in some ways, such a repressive, reserved, conservative culture. And then in other ways, you have these fucking extremely weird, extremely uh, crazy things on the fringes. And um, yeah, it's it's very interesting like that. But we, we don't have much of that here. I think people don't want to see gross, weird stuff on TV. It's the goddamn like, OH&S laws. That's what it is. I absolutely so we live in a nanny, nanny society. Yeah. And uh, you'd never get away with it from a legal standpoint. I actually do think there is something to that about um, in Japan. It's like if you hurt yourself on a game show, you'd be like, well, you know, I don't want to go to court over it. That would, I'd, that'd be kind of <laughs> loose. That'd be kind of shameful. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Whereas in, in a Western culture, someone would be like, I slipped over and uh, it was my own fault because there was a wet floor sign. But I'm still going to go to court and- That's right. I'm going <laughs> to see if I can get some money out of this. Fucking payday. You'd be way too that's embarrassed right. to do no. that in Japan. And that's that's why so many of their game shows are based on like humiliation because it's- <laughs> you know, they, they don't want to dishonor their themselves or their family. Pride is a currency there. That's right. Mm-hmm. Why is it's it very that every- important. Why is on it a that based every society. Japanese game show has like- um, like young women, like cute Japanese girls, and they're all like doing weird stuff. Why is it always? It seems to be always based around because you know, Japan girls. is full of perverted sex pests. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty obvious. Like, <laughs> have you heard of tentacle it, porn? Like they're not ashamed of it. Um, I mean, yeah, they're appropriately ashamed. <laughs> So, every think. Japanese game show you see, it's always like these young girls and they're always doing weird stuff. And all they're yeah, involved in. Because you want to see young, attractive way. girls doing weird shit. So, yeah. I don't want to see a 60 year old <laughs> balding man do it. I want to see a young, hot girl do it. They understand what the what the viewer wants. And the viewer gets what the viewer wants. That's right. Yeah. Ahead of, ahead of the curve. Supply and demand. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so uh, who wants to go first? Who wants to tell us about a Japanese? I want to. I want to jump right in and just blow this no smut clean out of the water. (laughs) Let's just jump right into it. Yeah. Well, fuck you. (laughs) All right. To start off with, we're going to do a little thought exercise here. Okay. Oh, okay. I like it. Think of your two favorite things in the world right now. All right. You got it. Yep. All right. Now imagine you're a Japanese man and you work sixty to eighty hours a week. Okay. What's your two favorite things in the world right now? Uh, my it? son and my wife. Oh, sorry. You don't want to <laughs> Obviously, it's karaoke and hand jobs. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> Japanese. Keep it in mind. Yeah. <clears throat> sing what you happen. Well, sing what happens, though, is a Japanese game show where contestants must sing a song of their choice while being violently jerked off by an assortment of spicy ladies. <laughs> violently jerked off. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest here, the details I was able to find on this show are extremely sparse. I can't find, for the life of me, find the runtime of an episode, the number of episodes, or even the air dates. That being said, though, I was able to figure out the general gist of the rules based on the few transla- translated clips that remain. 
Aside from the obvious handjob and karaoke elements, <laughs> there does appear to be a scoring system with points out of 100 awarded depending on how well the contestant sings. <laughs> it also appears that climaxing before the song finishes isn't an automatic disqualification. Oh, really? Mm. Rather, it seems most contestants stop singing to buy themselves some time to finish. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, now... I'm sure many people are wondering how uh, something like this could make it onto television, let alone Japanese television. Japan, obviously. Sure, the Japanese are known for their wacky game shows, but they're also notorious for their stringent censorship of all things genital-related. That's true. The whole affair is actually quite a classy setup. The women... I find that difficult to believe. (laughs) The women are alluring, but fully clothed. The Uh men are usually in a standard attire, with some electing to dress in costumes. And most importantly, the whole act take pla- takes place behind a crotch-level privacy screen. Ah, that's, that's classy. Mm. Yeah, classy, right? Uh, <laughs> now for the contest itself, I'd be willing to bet that there are a few guys out there saying, right now, you can jerk me all day and I'll sing to I'm blue in the face, and old-fashioned just ain't going to get me over the line. <laughs> well, the girls on this show are experts in hand-to-dick combat, if you know what I mean. <laughs> no, what do you mean, bro? Often sporting nurse attire, they give a clinical oh. display of their skill. <laughs> oh, good God. Going above and beyond. Nipples, necks, earlobes, nothing is off limit in their pursuit of throwing the contestant off. And yeah. I've yet to see a girl fail. They're good at what they do. Yes, they They're are. Pros. They're and pros. Probably underpaid. All in God all, bless though, them. seeing what happens is something I could easily see making it to Western primetime TV. <laughs> something the whole family could sit down to and enjoy on a school night before sending the kids off to bed. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would come again. <laughs> uh, I bet shit like that does happen in Hollywood all the time. It's just not filmed. <laughs> the Weinstein factor. Absolutely. Why is it called Sing What Happens? Do you know? I because think that they're that's not, just like, like, are a- they singing about handjobs? I, I honestly couldn't it, couldn't find. Maybe it's a, a pun lot in Japan, and then when you translate yeah, it, it's not a pun actually, anymore. Actually, they, they, they have a lot of stuff like that where it's yeah, like some, a pun. Some but places it that I found well. that, that mentioned it said it was "sing what happens" and "sing what happened." So I think it must be some sort of yeah, some play on words. Yeah, play on words and play Japan. on Japanese words. Yeah, um, but it like all the clips that I could find are just hilarious. Like these guys, they look like just the biggest baiters. And they've got well, these hot, hot women just tossing them off, and they <laughs> some of them actually have really good voices, and then they just just start, uh, you know, and then they just stop singing altogether, and they just start looking down at their dick, and you're like, well, he's lost. <laughs> it's not an automatic elimination; they can keep going. Yeah, I know, but they're they're not. It's about not being distracted by it. So no, nah, that's going to be points. an elimination. I think when so they it's bring about this... it's about the singing performance. Yes, it's about when the we singing make group. when we make the Australian version of this show. I think that mm-hmm. has to be a disqualification. Auto DQ. Yeah, look, I felt <laughs> I, I, I think, think so. that's fair. I think so. there, there was there was one guy in a lion suit, and I, I bless this guy's heart. <laughs> um, was he a fairy? He was not a fairy. He was just dressed. Was like this a, a crossover lion episode? And, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Anyway, he uh, reached climax once, and then she sped up. Oh God! Double. He got. She got oh, the double. She got oh, the double. No. The double Hell. in like three and a half minutes. What a man! Jesus Christ! <laughs> the refractory period on that man. Oh, I know. 
Uh, but yeah, classy show, and uh, I definitely think we should bring it to the Western audience. Yeah, let's get it happening. Any TV producers listening, get in touch. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> but um, is what, there what, is what? there is there any um, suggestion, perhaps, Brad, that this mm. is uh, all put on and it's just for show? Like, oh, uh, you know, we're pretending How that we're taking these guys off. You know, no, from, is from it, what I, is it I scripted, is it fake? Again, I couldn't. I think a lot of what would be written about it would be in Japanese, and unfortunately, I'm not fluent in Japanese. So, because it's not a, it wasn't a massive, massive show, but it was covered by a lot of news outlets. Um, and the prize, I did find the prize, was an assortment of sex toys and lubricants uh, for winning. So, it wasn't <laughs> like a huge, like $10,000 prize or something like that. That's know. a pretty poor prize. To well, you know what I mean? To get jerked off, it's a pretty big prize. <laughs> you ever been paid ten grand to get jerked off? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, the consolation prizes you get jacked off by yeah. hot Japanese cuts. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I I don't think it was one of those like fake porn game shows, you know, because they didn't show any dick or tits or ass or anything like that, which they usually do. You know, the fake Japanese game show porn that's out there. <laughs> no, but well, you I didn't come across imagine. any of this. I guess you weren't looking in the right areas. Um, <laughs> we're looking hard enough. Yeah, exactly. I was doing my searches on YouTube, not Pornhub, so. <laughs> Unfortunately, I had to go. Oh, to the I should have done that. That's a good idea. I should have looked on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Brad just went to his homepage. But, uh, no, I, I do believe it's an actual real thing. Um, there was mention of the Japanese TV station that aired it. Um, it's real to me, damn it. One of the, I think it was something like Sky <laughs> TV or something like that, um, who actually aired the show. So it was on like Japanese television. It wasn't a fake, made up, put on. Thing. Yeah, I was I was surprised because that, that's how I started off initially. It was like, oh, I've seen this before. It's probably fake. So I started looking into it, and it was covered by a lot of legitimate news places. So, so, right, so Brad, that's, that's an that oxymoron, you've... legitimate news outlet. Well, you know what I mean, major news outlet. <laughs> Brad, now that you've told us about this show, mm-hmm. the one question you have to answer is, if you were um, you know, on holiday in Japan, mm-hmm. open casting call, Correct. TV show, would I'd you go on up. the show? <laughs> I'd be first in line. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sing for my life though, but I <laughs> what I get like three words in and then just line up wait. to get your butter churned. Yeah, exactly. In this in, scenario, do you think uh, you know you're traveling with your girlfriend and she's just in the audience cheering you on? Like, what are you talking about? Absolutely, yeah, I could win Absolutely. sex toys and lubricant. I'm That's doing right. it for her. <laughs> I'm basically a saint. She seems like a competitive girl. I think she, you know, she wants you to win. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to take home the W. What, you're telling me you wouldn't? No way. No way. We all know you've got yellow fever, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Well, certainly certainly not on television. Could you imagine that? People, you know, your family saying you're getting... Yeah, no. Well, they don't see my dick. (laughs) It's behind a curtain. That's right. There's a privacy curtain. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, no, no, it's was not embarrassing at all. Really I changed my mind. I would definitely do it. Good, good point. <laughs> it was really classy. Was the pan down to the, all the jizz on the stage every time? Oh, we oh, God, God. Well, I guess I got to prove it. Yeah, exactly. I could be so, accused of being faked otherwise. Yeah, uh, I thought that was a, it. Was classy. It was well framed. <laughs> all right. Well, Lachlan, do you want to <laughs> class this class it up a bit? I'd love to, but I can't. <laughs> um, yes, Brad. It seems like you and I are on the same wavelength. Yes, I like this. <laughs> Orgasm Wars. <laughs> Pits a gay man and a straight man 
against each other <laughs> to see who has a better mastery of the penis. The same penis. The straight oh. dude's penis. <laughs> the premise is simple. To win, the gay man must make the straight man orgasm. Orgasm. For the straight man to win, he must refrain from coming while the gay man sucks his dick for uh. 40 minutes. Uh, oh. Now, details on this are sketchy. It seems like most videos of this show have been scrubbed from the internet. I found a lot of uh, dead links mm. that, yeah, that uh, videos that have been deleted. As well. yeah. uh, but I did manage to find one clip that was shown during a British game show and... As I'm sure you can imagine, the gay dude won. <laughs> 40 minutes, I mean. Yeah, I know, I know. Who, like, that's crazy. Do they force them to wear a blindfold or is it just like you have to no. look them in the eyes? No, no. <laughs> well, it's they, they have the same thing. They have like a little privacy curtain. So you can see, um, you know, from the straight dude's waist up and you can see his legs and you can see the gay dude like on his knees. But you can't see the penis or the head. Can the, oh, what I'm saying is, can the straight dude see the guy doing it? Because I feel like if he oh, can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say, yeah, I feel he, like that's an unfair advantage if it's just like a no, no. Hole if scenario. he if he looked down, he could see the top of the dude's head. Oh, could be a chick with short hair. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a big fat dude. <laughs> it's not even a good looking dude. Oh, that is <laughs> the worst same. orgasm ever. Is there another um, TV show you want to tell us about? Oh, what? You don't want to talk more uh, about Orgasm Wars? No, that's all right. Uh, ah, so, Mox, there's actually... an open casting call in Japan. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you are. Still got my dick sucked. <laughs> it's only gay if the balls touch. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I did actually look into another Japanese game show. This one is less crude. I'm not going to say not crude, but it's less crude. Okay, good. Uh, it's called Silent Library. So contestants are made to suffer various humiliating or painful punishments while remaining silent because Ugh. they're in a library and you have to Ugh. be quiet in libraries. <laughs> An episode I watched featured punishments like being smacked in the ass with a baseball bat, <laughs> having your testicles stepped on. Oh, that's not and, punishment, that's torture. And having wasabi squirted up your nose. Oh, um, an American version aired starting in 2011, but predictably the punishments were much more tame, like having cupcakes thrown in your face or playing a harmonica stuck in a fish's mouth. Oh, I'm still getting so, over the ball squashing. That's fucked. Yeah, like the dude had to lay on the ground and this other dude with big boots on came and like no! held, him, held him by the ankles. No! You know, stepped on his balls. Oh, so it wasn't like a quick one, two. It was like a no, full no, no. no. He did it like three times. Oh, uh, some guys pay for that. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Combined. <laughs> Wait, what was this one called again? Silent Library. Silent Library and Orgasm Wars. Or oh, and Orgasm Wars. Yeah. Oh, good god. <laughs> oh shit. Oh man. It was that- actually it was actually quite interesting to watch though. Like, um, it didn't. There was no. There's no English translations except for on the name of the punishments, <laughs> um, and they all have really weird names. Like the one, the one with the um, stepping on the balls that was called the massage. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds always pleasant. 
<laughs> it's, it's quite funny though because six dudes all sit around a table. Yeah. Um, and they they draw cards, and there's one card with a skull and crossbones, and the rest <laughs> say safe. So the one with the skull and crossbones gets the punishment. Oh no! And gets his like, dick kicked in. Yeah. So they'll all like they'll draw the cards, <laughs> and then like as soon as they flip them over, everyone will be laughing, but they have to like try and stay quiet because because yeah. <laughs> they're in a library. Yeah. You got to be quiet in a library. Uh, <laughs> they'll, yeah, they'll like put books over their mouths to stop themselves laughing and stuff like that. And <laughs> there's what there was one dude. He was like because the, there's five who do it regularly, and then there's like one guest each time. Yeah. Um. This one dude was the guest. He got it like four times in a row. Oh, he no. just he just wanted to fucking die. But <laughs> by the time he had to squirt the wasabi up his nose, he just he had no expression left on his face. It's just, he was dead inside. <laughs> He's gonna commit Sudoku when he gets up. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh, that's interesting. I I really I really thought you would talk about Takeshi's Castle, Brad. Oh no. no I- I knew I was going to look into this one first anyway. I you gone you introduced like, me to Takeshi's yeah, Castle yeah. once and once upon a time. The Western uh, piss take MXC, most extreme. Mm. That's a yep. great TV show if anyone hasn't seen it. So, honorable so should mention. I go next? Yeah, you go next, man. Jump on in. All right, I'm going to talk about Takeshi's Castle. We've got blocked you. Or as I grew up knowing it as MXC. (laughs) Oh, what's that, Morgan? Can you explain that to us? So, Takeshi's Castle was a successful Japanese game show that aired 133 episodes from 1986 to 1990. In each episode, scores of contestants would try to storm the castle of a famous Japanese actor, beat Takeshi, having to face certain obstacles on their way. Contestants would be eliminated if they failed to pass these obstacles. Some challenges were based on skill and precision, whereas others were based purely on luck. Most ended in someone making it to a safe platform if successful, or falling into water or mud if they failed. The thing every obstacle had in common, though, is that falling, uh, failing always looked painful and hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that is the so show true. was hosted by Beat Takeshi and his sidekick, Saburo Ishikura, later replaced by Sonomanma Higashi. For a few episodes, though, Takeshi was banned from television for assaulting reporters, so one of the <laughs> castle guards wore a giant cartoon Takeshi head and filled in for the bad boy. Outstanding. <laughs> How do you get banned from television? <laughs> it's a weird punishment. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> Shit. Um, Episodes of Takeshi's Castle would end with the remaining contestants, those who hadn't been eliminated, storming Takeshi's Castle in the final showdown. The player who could get to Takeshi would win 1 million yen, but only 8 contestants ever got this winner's fee in the 133 (laughs) episodes. (laughs) I never saw these final showdowns, though, since I only ever watched an English dub made for Spike TV in America called MXC, Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. It ran from 2003 to 2007, and I watched it on Comedy Central on Foxtel. The English dub was a spoof, with clearly made-up teams and poorly crafted puns. Usually, but not always, (laughs) sex jokes. There's no such thing as a poorly crafted pun. Every pun is fantastic. It was crass, lowest common denominator humour, and it fit perfectly with the bone-crunching eliminations of the Japanese contestants. <laughs> In fact, the entire audio of the original show was silenced and sound effects were added. 
It was really like watching Looney Tunes, people being hurt very badly and ridiculous sound effects played over the top of their <laughs> terrible misfortunes. <laughs> All right, so, have you guys seen the show as well? <laughs> yes. Love okay, it. so I'm going to remind you of uh, some of the best challenges in Takeshi's Castle. <laughs> so, okay. high, high Rollers is my personal favorite challenge. It was a um, course of giant spinning logs that people had to try to run over. There were seven <laughs> yes. logs in a row, and everybody always wiped out on this section. People would lose control and panic and do their best to stay up, would, but would ultimately fall off, usually smashing their body very hard on oh. a log before hitting the water. <laughs> the further they got, the harder they would fall. And at the end of every episode of MXC, they would do the Kenny Blankenship's most painful eliminations of the day, <laughs> and the high rollers challenge was almost always heavily featured in this segment. Yes, yes. Right, another uh, was called Avalanche, where contestants would have to try to make their way up a hill while giant boulders rolled down towards them. <laughs> the path they had to take uh, had walls in place to make sure the contestant would be crushed by the boulder if they came face to face with it, and their only refuge was small slits in the wall where they could hide between boulders tumbling down the hill. But there were castle guards waiting in these slits <laughs> who were trying to push you back into the path of the boulder. <laughs> <laughs> They're like desperately trying to get into the people and just shoving them the fuck out. <laughs> uh, so good. Uh, knock Knock was a game where the contestants would stand in front of a wall with four doors. Yes, three, this is my favorite. <laughs> three of them, three of them were real, and one was made of paper. The contestant would have to run straight at the wall and try to jump through one of the doors. <laughs> If they chose wrong, they would literally run into a wall and bounce back off. <laughs> if, they, if, they so were lucky en- <laughs> if they were lucky enough to run into a paper door, then they would burst through the other side, where they were faced with four more doors, <laughs> and would have to hope that they got paper again. <laughs> Your odds of getting through this challenge were 1 in 16, but your odds of getting a concussion were probably much higher. (laughs) In a similar vein was skipping stones, in which contestants had to spread across the pond using stepping stones. Some were solid stones that contestants could put their weight on, whereas others were... Others were just floating discs, and the contestant's foot would slip straight off, and they would usually go crashing chest first into a real stone. <laughs> I think I think that's the iconic one. That's what yeah. I think of when I think Takeshi's oh, Castle. Is a skipping ah, stone. Like <laughs> in high rollers with those big logs spinning, sometimes they'd get wedged between the logs, and like <laughs> it looked like they're breaking their back. Oh, fuck! <laughs> I'm dying stepping- here. <laughs> the stepping stone one always killed me because it was so hard to get across. And people They'd always there. go so hard into the side oh. of a real, <laughs> real stone. They were perfectly placed. Whoever did that was a fucking masochist <laughs> or a sadist, uh, whatever one. Okay, so an American show called Wipeout was sued by Takeshi's Castle claiming copyright infringement. But personally, I don't see it. The idea of Wipeout was to have people play difficult games in what was essentially a fun water park for adults. It was very American. 
It was about the strong proving their mettle and dominating the competition. It was about the underdog rising to the challenge. It was about the triumph of the human spirit, overcoming adversity and emerging victorious. Takeshi's Castle, however, was an absurdist game and I think existentialist (laughs) in nature. So many of the games were based purely on chance and you would get absolutely obliterated for something that was totally not your fault in the slightest. Why do you deserve to run into a door at full speed? Because fuck you, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) You can't tell which stone is real and which is fake. Oh, well, you're about to get a collapsed lung. (laughs) You made it through all the challenges? Okay, traverse these seven spinning logs. Takeshi's Castle was about the futility of existence and about life beating you down and crushing you. It was about unsuspecting people with good hearts trying to have a good time, getting hurt badly and never recovering psychologically what a great <laughs> fucking show <laughs> one of the greats absolute classic did uh, so if wipeout uh, tried to sue takeshi's castle that means no, that wipeout came first no, other way around other way around. they got oh, sued okay. by takeshi's castle. oh right okay yeah that makes more sense i fucking hate wipeout by the way it's so bad they try and do the same sort of voiceover funny puns thing that mxc did but it's just cringy yeah it's cringe. It's like, like it's American's funny. funny same videos. And sort of on, yeah. On top of that, it's like you, you're going to get a couple of cool eliminations. Like if someone gets squared, like square hit in the face by one of those boxing gloves or on the big bouncy balls. But most people try to mitigate it. Whereas with Takeshi's Castles or MXC, they were just hammering. Like they didn't. There was no I mean, self-preservation. It was just throw what yourself What do you out. expect from the country that spawned the kamikaze pilot? <laughs> <laughs> like you said, no self-preservation. It's yeah. just for the glory and that's it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's true. The, that's true. Yeah, the, the whole idea of Takeshi's Castle was totally different to Wipeout. Like it was, mm. it was not about being strong or fast or being the best or whatever. It was just like you're just going to do these challenges yeah, and that's get right. hurt. So deal with it. <laughs> you know, it's not about like uh, somebody rising to the challenge of being good. It's like, mm. no, this is just purely a luck thing, and chances are that you're gonna fucking hurt yourself really bad, and it's gonna be funny. <laughs> was it? There was one of them where you had to get like on a dolphin, and it was like rotating around the circumference of the thing, and to get off on get on on one platform and then get off on yeah. another. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Yeah, and like the amount of people who get to the second platform and try to get off and then get stuck between the dolphin and the platform <laughs> and would just yeah. get smushed along the side. I can't imagine how bad that fucking hurt. But <laughs> God, it's funny to watch. The boulders thing, like people are really snapping their necks on the boulders. That was pretty bad. Because <laughs> you try to run into out. one of those you try to run into one of those slits and then people like yeah. throw you back in the path of the boulder and <laughs> yeah. then you're like kind of sitting I down think- and you just smashes into the side yeah. of your head. And those and boulders were getting hurled at them. Like they weren't just they weren't just falling down. Like it wasn't just gravity. Oh, there was people at the top like they were throwing yeah. them down at them. They were yeah. trying to hit them. And for people who haven't seen it, it's like legitimately when they're trying to get into these slits to hide from the boulders, it's not like they're gently pushing them back out. Like, <laughs> like they're throwing them the fuck out there and the people are clawing at it desperately to get in. It's so it's like fucking they're funny. fighting for their lives. Yeah. It's so great. It's there, so great. There's, there's so much panic on yeah. Takeshi's Castle when you watch it. There's just yeah. contestants panicking with these ridiculous <laughs> challenges. Uh. Like it's too um, pure when for getting, TV. When they're getting pushed back or when they're getting, they're trying to run over those rollers and sometimes they'd get like two or three rollers in yeah. and they have like this little 
gleam of hope in their eye and then just just annihilate themselves on the next one. Just break their spine and be permanently crippled. But it was worth it. I made it that far. That's right. Uh, yeah, it's for the honor. Um, what, what do you guys show. think about the um, the MXC version of Takeshi's Castle? Do you think that love the it, American- love everything about it? Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> Was, you don't think the American dub like uh, Cheapman did and put all these stupid jokes in that it you oh, they should were have stupid jokes, on its own? But they yeah, were, that was stupid they were jokes, perfect. but it, yeah, it suits yeah. it. Anyway, uh, yeah. Just so if, it was a if, perfect spoof. Do you think it would be better to watch an episode of MXC or an episode of Takeshi's Castle with English Ooh. subtitles? Two different animals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like it's, a very, it's a very different experience. One's like a ridiculous over-the-top. Thing and then the other one is Takeshi's Castle. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Takeshi's Castle. Fuck, fuck that joke up. <laughs> I think I think MXC they um they sort of recut it a little bit as well. You didn't see the full yeah the full episode yeah. segments, uh, full episodes. Yeah, they, they, it was just a highlight clip, uh, a highlight yeah, reel yeah. of people hurting themselves yeah. on it because it wasn't. <laughs> They didn't show the full episode, and they didn't show the final think, showdown at the end. They just showed people. I don't people. think on MXC I ever saw anyone actually get across an obstacle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They always they always had themselves. My, my favorite yeah, I, was the ridiculous names, like personas they came up for the characters. Yeah. they were always so spot on. Like just based on how they would like go up to the obstacle, like yeah, just be like by a their girl, appearance. and she's like, "I'm gonna do it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was they were such good voice. It was so uh oh, I loved MXC. It was so yeah, good. It's definitely a stupid show, but mm. it's stupid fun. Yeah. Oh, I was addicted to it mm. um when I was growing up. I watched every episode. I loved it. It was yeah. great. Definitely anyone <laughs> who I, hasn't seen it, go go watch it. Anyone who's listening I watched right a, now. I watched a couple in uh research for this <laughs> and I must say my my uh sense of humour hasn't changed much in like <laughs> 15 years because I was watching it and I was just pissing myself. Like, I, I think the MXC version is just yeah. hilarious. All the stupid jokes they put in, you know, it's mm. they're really edgy jokes now when you're looking back on it, but at the time it was kind of just yeah, it was just standard humour back and then. silly and stupid. But yeah. uh, some of the things they do is just they're funny and then others are really bad, but they're funny because they're bad. Yeah. And all the team names that they came up with and stuff, like that dude, Takeshi's Castle wasn't about teams competing, but they'd mm. pretend that every episode was like one team versus another team or something like that. (laughs) One episode I watched was about jilted Hollywood wives versus their husbands. (laughs) 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 Just stupid shit like that. And like, they have like Democrats versus Republicans and Hunters versus Peter (laughs) and stuff like that. (laughs) It's just so stupid. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go watch some as soon as we finish this because oh, you bring back so many so many good memories. Uh, what a show! Yeah. Nostalgia, Classic show. nostalgia, yeah, exactly. Now, while we're talking about Japanese game shows, <laughs> yeah. I I couldn't find an answer to this. I don't know if either of you guys could, but in Japanese game shows, they always have a little square in the corner showing reactions of yeah. like. A live studio audience or like a panel of people watching. Of Why judges, is that? Yeah. Why Isn't is there- that? It's it's so unique to Japanese game shows. I've never seen it on anything else. Why do they do that? I think usually it's a panel of judges, or like or something like that. Is it judges? Or yeah. it, like it's hard to tell well, some it's of the Japanese. Yeah. Or I I assume they were like celebrity guests, maybe. I don't oh, know. That, that's a possibility as well. I think they. I don't know why they do it, but they do focus on like important people at the time, so judges or guests or mm. you know. 
other contestants and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just know. so it's just such a foreign thing. I Concept guess well, to us, Japan's yeah. a foreign country, but um, <laughs> but when we have shows like. Uh, I don't know, you know, X Factor and Australia's Got Talent and stuff like that, and they'll show people <sighs> singing or doing something on the stage. Oh, and then I they'll fucking cut. hate reality TV, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, they'll cut to the judges' faces, and the judges are just like, "Oh, it's amazing! I can't believe it!" So they keep cutting to the judges' faces. But yeah, I, I, it's it's similar. But I, I do know what you mean with the Japanese shows. It would be a really small. Um, box in the corner of the screen and it would just be the same like five or six people's faces every now and then and it'd be like reactions it's usually like attractive women and stuff but uh, i don't know i think maybe it's just like it it has the same um uh, function as canned laughter does you know like they put canned laughter in to remind you at home if you're not paying attention If you're not paying attention yeah. properly, it's like, oh, this, this is, is the how you should, be reacting. you should laugh now. Yeah, I mean, so, I yeah. guess it's the same as us, like, you know, like you said in X Factor or whatever, Australia's Got Talent, when they cut to the judges' faces and then, or the crowd and everyone's all moved and stuff. But they're yeah. just being more efficient about it. They're just showing you. They tell the, the crowd how to react anyway. Like, it's not real emotion. It's real like- to me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Morgan and I, when we're in New York, uh many a year ago we went to uh taping of the Mori Povich show and, <laughs> and they tell the you same the thing as uh, x factor <laughs> and they tell you at the start they're like you know when this happens we want you to react like this and when this happens we want you to react like that and you know they they tell you at the start how you have to react and they they make you practice it cuz if they're... it's not if it's not over the top enough then they, they make you do it again and again and again. And, to, you know, when the guy gets, oh, you're not the father, you got to be like, ooh, <laughs> damn! Like, you know, they, it's got to be really energetic. As yeah. if we wouldn't do that anyway, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, yeah, they the guy was, like, standing off to the side of the stage during the taping, and he'd kind of, mm-hmm. like, when the guy would walk out, Maury Povich was like, let's bring him on out. And he's the bad guy because he's denying that he <laughs> has these two kids or whatever. And he's coming out and he's like walking out like a gangster or whatever. And Doing his pit the, walk. The guy on the side of the stage is like telling us, you know, like silent. Yeah, it's like, like thumb, thumbs this. down. Yeah. Yeah, you got to <laughs> boo this guy. And then we're <laughs> all like, <laughs> and then the guy's like walking up. He's like, you don't know me. He's <laughs> like yelling at the crowd. And then like the guys in the front row will get into like a fake confrontation <laughs> yeah. with him. It's really funny. <laughs> Oh, so I think I think Morgan and I were the only white guys there in, that, <laughs> in the crowd that day. <laughs> oh shit! That's oh, awesome. Maury Povich is such a great fucking show. This is getting off topic, but it's just <laughs> so fucking funny. Do you remember that? Like, that's the kind of reality do. TV you want. I love when they dance when they walk out there. on the panel who kept calling Maury Povich Maury. She's like, listen, yeah. Maury. <laughs> kept calling him Murray. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, um, what a sad commentary of our uh, <laughs> state of our culture. Yeah. But anyway, similar to how we were told to react from uh, yeah. Maury Povich's, uh, you know, hype guy or whatever, <laughs> I think the the reaction is there to tell you. I remember when the... <laughs> Bitch was crying out backstage and everyone could hear her. We were laughing our ass off. And they were trying to get us to stop laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Sorry. Um, Continue. 
So, yeah, I think possibly it's a signal to the audience at home who aren't paying full attention. Like, this is the, this is the part yeah, where that's probably, something that's shocking probably a good is point. happening. So, you yeah, should pay I guess attention. it's, it's, um, similar intention to what we have, just different, um, implementation. Execution. Yeah. Execution. Mm. Well done, Brad. Thank oh, you. Yeah. It's all right. Just trying to help. Yes. Very interesting country and culture. Mm. Beautiful. Um, all right. Beautiful. Concept. I think it's time for everybody's favorite segment, Morgan's movie review. Disputed, but go ahead. Morgan. 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 Morgan's movie review. Please tell me you picked this samurai. The last samurai. Uh, I didn't do it this week, so no movie review. What? <laughs> I my sister came home from. No, uh, I don't want to. I don't want fucking excuses. Now, my sister came home from France and uh, me, Tiff, and Shannon were watching a movie on um, Saturday night and I wanted to watch Lost in Translation, but I got outvoted because, uh, you know, Lost in Translation would have been good for this. But yep. I got outvoted and we watched I Love You, Man, which is a good movie as well, but it uh, doesn't really have anything to do with Japan. So, uh, I didn't do one. So, I don't know. Can, maybe you, can you give us a rating for I Love You, Man, at least? Out of 10? Um, all right, I'll do I'll do a quick one off the cuff. Um, it's a funny movie. There's plenty of good lines in it, stuff like that. Um, it's the first movie ever, actually. Here's a fun fact for um, Morgan's Movie Review fans. This is the first movie I ever noticed product placement in before um, hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Know, when I was like old enough to realize that they did product placement and uh, Adam Sandler wasn't just doing the subway commercial in happy Gilmore just because it was an interesting part of the plot but also because it was product placement but um yeah i every beer that everybody was drinking was a heineken and then when um paul rudd was around at jason siegel's house he went to jason siegel went to his fridge to get out two heinekens and on top of his fridge was a keg of Heineken. And I was like, all right, <laughs> it's a little too much. And I noticed it. So, um, yeah, pretty funny, pretty good. I've seen it a few times. Always makes me laugh. I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Pretty solid movie. Yeah, that's fair. I see yeah. that that uh, French work ethic has already rubbed off on you, so. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. Okay, so... Um, I forgot to get a beer, so I did scotch for my beer review. Um, Morgan didn't do a movie review because he got outvoted. Yeah. Uh, Brad, please tell me you've done your power rankings. That's all right, guys. Despite the fact that I work 10 to 11 hour days, I have done my power rankings. That's fine, boys. That's fine. I've done it. Brad's power rankings. Six days Ten a week. To eleven. Ten days. to eleven hour days. Do you know how hard it is being a housewife, Brad? <laughs> I'm at home every day, slaving over a hot stove, so I can keep this house looking good for my wife. Don't get the respect. <laughs> oh shit! All right. Well, since so I'm the only one who done anything around there, you know. Ah, boy, how the tables are. I'm just going to enjoy this. done anything. Uh, why, did, why did we let him? I know. This feels good, why boys. We... All right. So, so you're, you're going to edit this episode and then uh, make all the social media posts and all that sort of thing as well, since you do so much work around here? Uh, shit. Let's not get crazy. You guys got to make up for what you know, the weight you're not pulling. Um, 
This week's pop rankings. Top five Japanese actresses. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you doing quote marks for a reason there? For, no, for, no, those, no. for those who can't see, which is everyone, um, Brad just did air quotes when he said actresses. Don't ruin it. Brad's, Brad's like the kid, uh, like a kid on the phone and someone asks him a question and they just nod or shake their head. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, my 18-month-old son does that. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> Smart man. Um, right, starting at five, working your way to one. All right. Okay. Simple enough. Pretty, I think yep. I've landed on this format. Um, number five, Ria Sakurai. This phenomenon from the Akita province burst onto the scene in 2009 with appearances on Red Hotu Jamu, or Red Hot Jam <laughs> to you uncultured Western plebeians. That's actually what it's called. Uh, since then, she has gone on to star in classics such as Newcomer Sakurai Ria and Sky Angel. Despite her diminutive frame, her presence on the scene has been anything but one to keep your eye on, boys. Is, this, is she a porn actress? <laughs> Number four. <laughs> Momoka Nishina. Another relative newcomer to the scene, Momoka boasts two giant assets that many of her others, many of the others on this list don't. She can sing and dance. This double threat has starred in 20 titles since her acting debut in 2010, including instant classics such as A Thousand Face Shower and Red Sword. Oh, God. <laughs> Number three, Tina Yusei. <laughs> this award-winning actress often goes by Tina, Yusuke, or Rio. Whatever her name, she's an absolute dynamo. Debuting in 2002 in the critically underrated Vermillion Pleasure Night, she's gone on to shine hits such as Hard Life and Stop the Bitch Campaign. At 32, she's one of the older actresses on this list, but she's still got some life in her yet. Number two, Sora Aoi. <laughs> Hailing from the hustling and bustling city of Tokyo, Sora's name <laughs> translates to Blue Sky, and if I may be so brazen, she's just as charming as one. This charm has <laughs> led her to star in titles such as Juyu and Galileo. She's one of the few women on this list who has managed to take her success international, appearing in Korea, the Korean film Vacants and the Chinese franchise Naked Ambition 2. Uh, <laughs> number one. Roll it on in. <laughs> You guys say it more than I do, okay? I just, uh, it's just, it's just Morgan. Yeah, it's just Morgan. Hitomi, Hitomi Tanaka, boasting the largest assets of any woman on this list. Hitomi Tanaka pulled no punches when bursting onto the scene in 2007. Tanaka Hitomi, Bakunyu J no Shogeki, was an yeah. instant classic, and she's never looked back. Her assets have been on show in other classics such as Dream Woman '78 and 500 Seeds Rempatsu no Senrei. Oh. 500 seeds. <laughs> if you've got a night to yourself, I recommend the latter. Draw the blinds, grab some tissues, and prepare to feel something. It's a tour de force <laughs> from start to finish. Did <laughs> I answer your question? Yes, all five of those are porn actresses. Can I can I find those movies on Netflix, Brad? <laughs> well, to be fair, all of those are, are legitimate films. They're other... <laughs> that's from their IMDb page. They're small appearances, but they're... I think... <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure porn movies still get listed on IMDb. No, no, no. These are legitimate movies, not pornos. They're AV. You're stuff. telling me you're telling me 500 seeds. Oh no, no, sorry. Is... You told me Tanaka's are all porn. She's never acted in a legitimate <laughs> movie in her life. She has 97 J tips. She can't act. 
I was I was going to say a lot of those movie titles are very ambiguous. They could be like Naked Ambition. That could just be yeah. It's a Chinese like know, it's kind of like a proper movie. You know, like you know that kind oh, of yeah. equivalent, like a sex rock yep. thing. Um, but yeah, legitimately, all the titles that I listed are actually movies. Um, hmm. But they do have an extensive uh, JAV. They call it Japanese Adult Video List uh, filmography. I guess you would say. Hmm. But yeah. So uh, no, no, no research required for your power rankings this week. No, no, it's all off memory. <laughs> <laughs> it's been research. Wait, what's a power years. ranking? <laughs> <laughs> I personally recommend uh, Momoka Nishina. She is a uh, gorgeous, but that's just okay. Yeah. Thanks. Take that to the bank. <laughs> Thanks for telling us what you're into. It's uh, good to know. <laughs> been a been a short one this week, but I think. On that note, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to class uh, it up with some Takeshi's Castle. You guys are trying to get well, smutty yeah, with it before and after. Yeah, it's I mean, Japan. Things I wanted to be say weird. before, I think Takeshi's Castle is like the OG yeah. weird Japanese game show. That's um, it's how they infected the West. Mm-hmm. That's not racist. No. <laughs> they're coming for us. I That's think right. it's like entry-level Japanese game show. See, I would say it. Like, yeah. It, it yeah. everyone enjoys it. There's no one who's yeah, like, you, it's you too start watching Takeshi's Castle and then you go down the rabbit hole and all of a sudden you're watching karaoke with guys getting jerked off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, sucking off straight guys for 40 minutes at a time. Fuck. <laughs> 40 minutes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We uh, truly appreciate your patronage in your ears. Um, this is Brad is a Bad Person. I am Lachlan. These two bozos are Brad and Morgan. Uh, We'd appreciate if you continued to listen to this podcast. Future episodes will come out every Sunday until we decide uh, to give it a rest. Uh, But you can find them on our website, bradisabadperson.com. You can also find our episodes wherever you get your podcasts. And we're on social media. You can uh, please like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, you can get in touch with us on any of those platforms. Tell us what you want us to talk about or uh, whether you enjoy these episodes or you'd like Brad to stop waggling his tongue at me. I don't know what you're talking about, mate. Yeah, get in touch. We want to talk to you guys. We want to. We want to know what you think. We want to know what's going on in those brains of yours. This is the part in the outro where he devolves into neediness. <laughs> I just want, just want people to talk to me. I'm I just, so lonely. I just want to be close. <laughs> just so I would feel the heat in their body. He's a bored housewife. Talk to me. <laughs> just looking for my milkman. Exactly. Ah, right. see you guys. <laughs>